Welcome to episode 198 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And what you just heard right there, that was good stuff. That was Ben Rudnick, and Ben and I talked about his music, what he does, that song. That one you just heard, it's called A Frog Named Sam, and it's actually from a from a musical. And Ben and I talk about it, but did you notice that that was a little bit groovy? Did you know that that, that that grooviness was like right in my personal wheelhouse of groovitude? Oh, that's an embarrassing thing to say, groovitude. Folks, if you're listening to this, let's not make groovitude a thing. Anyway, I talked to Ben about all kinds of music. We have very similar musical interests, and I think that we'll get to that a little bit. And I think you're going to enjoy hearing from Ben. And if you stay tuned all the way to the end of the show, you can hear a frog named Sam in its entirety. And we're... We're two episodes away from episode 200, and I still have no plan. But what I do know is if you go to goodstuffpod.com, you can listen to all of the past episodes of this show. There's a lot of them. And in that lot, there's guaranteed to be something that you and your family will love. You should also drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com, if you have any ideas of what I should do for the 200th episode. This is like a monumental thing. But that's not why you're here. Right now, you're here to listen to my conversation with Ben Rudnick. Enjoy. Talk to you at the end of the show. Good stuff. It's a true pleasure to welcome Ben Rudnick to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today, Ben? I'm good, Mike. I'm Thanks. hoping you're doing well, too. I am doing well. Uh, let's set the scene. I'm in uh, Houston, Texas, and uh, sitting at my desk in the Good Stuff headquarters. Where are you right now? I'm actually, as I said, in my car because the uh, the leaf blowers descended on the neighbor's house and uh, it's just echoing off all the houses around and it, there is no quiet place in my house. So <laughs> I am in the comfort of my car. Your, your, mo- your mobile uh, studio, yes. Aren't I American? You are, <laughs> truly, truly. Um, so, so what I love about this podcast and the reason why I do it is to sort of get to know people who are creating uh, good stuff for kids and families. And you, you've been at this for, for a bit, not a, not, you know, like uh, since about 2000, right. And you have a band and I think it'd be really cool to hear a little bit of your musical background and sort of what, uh, what you've been up to up till this point. And then we'll get into the new project. Well, I mean, honestly, if you consider it, it's really almost a third of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost, which is kind of more than I've, almost done anything right <laughs> I mean, that's a long time uh-huh so you know um so i guess what's the question how did i get here sort of is yeah that, I, is I, I, I like uh your musical background like what got you into music maybe some of your influences those kinds of things oh okay well you know initially uh, honestly it was the beatles i heard um we used to live next to this uh, pizza place 
in New York City and Queens at the end of the A train in Richmond Hill. And, was, and Carlos's Pizza Place had a jukebox. And, uh, you know, I'd hear all the songs of the late 60s because that's when it was. And uh, the one that just caught my ear was Revolution. You know, I'm not talking the quiet acoustic one. I'm talking the loud, yeah. you know, electric one. But it's and it, it took a long time to me to find out what that was. Right. I mean, because it's not like I could ask my parents, you know, uh, I didn't even <laughs> know you could ask. So but, you know, but then it just unwound, unwound from that. I asked for uh, I asked for a concertina. And my grandfather got me an accordion. Uh, which please don't hold me against me. It, it is a wonderful <laughs> sound though. And and we did have an accordion player in the band for, geez, I, I want to say eight years at some point. And it was really a high point to have him um, and have that sound mix, you know, with the other acoustic instruments that we had going on at that time. So, uh, but, you know, but one thing led to the next, I traded in the, the accordion for a piano, um, then the piano for a guitar and then the guitar for everything that's come since. So, I play, you know, guitars, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're cool. Yeah. It works for me. You know, and then uh, as, as uh, you know, in high school, that's sort of when you, you really start to solidify, you know, what you like. Um, and for me, that was, you know, the Allman Brothers, the Grateful Dead, the classic stuff that, that I had available to me. Um, I didn't have an older brother. My older sister didn't really come down and tell me what was cool. So I sort of had to find it on my own and through my friends and, and, you know, jamming in the basements, that kind of thing. And then that really went through college up until the point where I got out of college and I ran into a guy named John Zevos um, at a music store in Manchester, New Hampshire. And I started taking lessons from him. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he's my good friend. We, we created a duo. We started a duo that we called Stone Dove. And we just went out, the two of us. And he, I mean, th- he is incredibly proficient at this point. Uh-huh. I mean, you got to realize he, he's a, he plays mandolin on all the band stuff. Uh-huh. He's a devastating, devastating guitar player. And, and devastating, so, um, devastating's a, a positive. <laughs> like, that's a oh, good yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I know what you mean. I'm talking... I'm talking devastating in the Roy Buchanan sense, which yeah. um, if that means anything to you, I mean, it's, you know, your hair is like pushed back in your head, you know, yeah. like the Max L commercials. Right, right. But, but he also plays beautifully as well. And he he's, uh, has a serious love of classical guitar, you know. And at this point, he's actually um, he's actually uh, 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 scoring Grateful Dead music in a trio classical guitar sense. And wow. they're going out and performing it on a regular basis you know i, I kind of almost got roped into that but boy would that have taken <laughs> up a lot of my time so i'm kind of glad i didn't <laughs> uh-huh. wow uh, so and then that that unwound into the band you know and then you know once you have a band like this you know like we you know from our my perspective which is really you know very grateful dead centric which means you can kind of you know choose any musical style and then you know bend it to your will so we do a lot of texas swing we do um you know, folk, bluegrass, we get a little, little rocky, you know, but it all goes through this filter that comes out and it says, oh, it's Ben Rennick and Friends, you know, mm-hmm. it's Ben's touch, you know, so that's kind of the neat thing. So when we go out and play live, you know, we play these classics. I mean, I'm talking Here Comes the Sun, San Antonio Rose, Jambalaya, Hey Good Looking, you know, then you then you drop my song, you know, any given song into that set. And it's just flows, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just this one. Great... So that's the biggest compliment to me that that there's no drop off mm-hmm. in what I've done compared to, you know, these phenomenal songs that we just adore and play regularly, you know. So and where else can you hear Hava Nagila, Big River and Macaroni and Cheese, you know, one after the other? <laughs> I, I, I think you know, it's I think it's one place and I think it's you. <laughs> one place. That's exactly <laughs> it. Come on down. There's plenty of room. 
Uh, so what, at what point did you, did you make the, the choice to go into like the family kids, family music side of things? Uh, well, that was really just, I mean, I guess what you'd call it a happy accident. Um, you know, I had, you know, what, my wife and I, one of us had to stay home and take care of our daughter. I mean, it, we were both working big jobs and it was just kind of crazy trying to rush home, get takeout, you know, process the child, put it to bed, yeah. <laughs> you know, and start working again, you know, and do it again tomorrow. Yeah. It, it was getting old. So um, of the two of us, I, I like to cook, you know, I don't really mind cleaning all that much, you know. Um mm-hmm. So it made sense, you know, and especially, you know, she had a career track. I had a, I had a good job with a career track, but every day all I wanted to do was come home and play the guitar, you know, so <laughs> it's like my career track was getting through the day, you know, so it made sense for me to be home. Uh, so at that point, you know, not that there was a quid pro quo or anything, but she said, hey, how about playing some songs at Emily's fourth birthday party? Um, you know, which, okay. So instead of like, you know, learning baby beluga, which I listened to quite a bit, uh-huh. you know, um, I decided to write my own songs. Um, and, and then that party went amazing, well, amazingly well. The kids just went bananas for it. Uh, ultimately I, I decided that, you know, John and I would go and make a cassette. You know? uh-huh. We'd make a tape of these songs. So we went into a studio, um, the, that bass player, uh, the guy who ran that studio ended up playing bass with us for, geez, I want to say 12 or 14 years. Um, and then I got my good friend Jeff Bird from the Cowboy Junkies to um, to drop some harmonica and chaos. I mean, literally chaos. That's what he <laughs> called it. Onto, yeah, I mean, really, look at the Emily Song CD. It, it says chaos. I mean, we, we put on the track. We didn't listen to it. We just ran the tape, and then we started making noise with all these toys he had. And, um, you know, and then you play it back, and it's like, wow, that's amazing. It's perfect. You know, and he does – this is like his lifestyle. This is what he does all the time. You know? Right, right. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, so, so you know, th- so that led – ultimately, that party led to the recording. The recording led to, you know, we got a John Lennon songwriting award for one of the songs – um, and then, you know, we got a Parents' Choice Award for the album, you know, so instantly you need to make another album. And then, you know, with more forethought in that space, right? So I started thinking more of like writing songs for families. I mean, I never was like the, I want to go into a day school and play for a bunch of kids ever. You know, that's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be in the Beatles or the Grateful Dead, you know, and the best way for me to do that at that time seemed to be write some songs, win more awards, make a great album, go out and get some gigs. And, uh, you know, here I am. uh, We start our 19th year this month. So it's worked out, you know, and, and, and really, if you, if you look at that first CD, Emily songs, and you look at the last set of stuff or the last major recordings I've done, you know, the, the, the gulf of like from here to there really is enormous. It's not like, you know, I was fully formed at the, and you're not supposed to be right. You know, you're supposed to be able to grow. And that's like part of the beauty of it. You find yourself, you find stuff that you, you know, your ear changes, you know, and you get better. Uh, So it's just really amazing, you know, to me anyway, I don't know if anybody else cares, but from Emily's songs to the latest stuff, it it really is a marked improvement, you know, and and Emily's songs was winning awards, you know, so I had Mm -hmm. that going for me anyway. Right, sure, (laughs) sure. So, and it's, and it, like, I I love that the way that you said it, you weren't fully formed when you started and like, that takes a lot of different shapes and, and, you know, in terms of your career, like. Did you think, or let me put it this way, I'm assuming when you started, you did not think you were going to be uh, putting together a musical for kids. 
Yeah, we yeah. I mean, I didn't write it, but um, I wrote all the music, and then I had to write some additional songs for it, and it's going to be performed. So no, no. But but when I did start, you know, um, I when I did start, I mean, I I I had the you know this kind of bigger vision, like, hey, these should be storybooks, or these you know these should be cartoons, you know, this should be a TV show. I mean, I really kind of had that vision, but I didn't I didn't like go full full banana and you know and do that, you know. Right. The, I mean, I, I did pieces of it along the way, um, but I, I never went that whole hog on it. And ultimately, um, I read Pete Townsend's biography. I don't know if you read that. I have not um, read that. Oh, that's a really good read, you know. That one and Keith Richards' book, they're both really good reads. And they both had a good impact on me. I mean, Keith Richards' book, you know, I mean, basically he's explaining how he's writing these songs. Like, you know, I mean – you know, when the whip comes down, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah. is that, ge is that genius? Sorta, you know, <laughs> is it high poetry? I don't think so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it really, but it really lets you, you know, it's like, Hey, I could do that a lot better. You know, I mean, I'm not the stones or anything, but I could write songs. And so I wrote a whole pile of songs that, you know, I just think are great, you know, and then, but, but Pete Townsend, you know, from the get-go, right? I mean, from Tommy on, he had, even before Tommy, he had the vision of an opera, right? I mean, cause that was his, that was his perspective, you know? Uh -huh, right. It, it should be, it should be not, it should be more, it should be a movie, it should be a play, you know? And so once I read that book, I was like, hey, you know, this should be a play, you know? And, and that was really the impetus for me to go out and try and make that happen. Uh, and it, and it did happen and it's going to happen. And I can't wait to sit in the audience and watch people sing my songs and other musicians play them so the kids can sing them. I mean, how cool is that? You know, that's really cool. Really, really cool. It is. Um, yeah. so, so, um, just refresh my memory. What was first Tommy or Quadrophenia? Oh, Tommy came first. Tommy, Tommy, came Tommy first. was first. And even before that, they had this, um, I can't name the album or the series of songs. I can hear it in my head, but it was like a five song mini opera. Oh, uh, got um, it. And it had something about an engineer. And, yeah. I mean, it was really great, you know, and he took you through this whole thing in five songs, like, so 10 minutes, basically. Yeah. You know, and then that turned into Tommy. And then when Quadrophenia came out, which is like, of course, land altering at that point. And, and even our last song, the one, one of the ones that is in your little hot little hands there, uh, <laughs> um, the, the um you know the last one oh gosh tell me the you know come on my friends we got some work to do. it's new, new world, world in new sight. world in sight right right yeah i mean i was listening to quadrophenia for like three months before i recorded that so when it comes down to that it's like you could do anything with that song right you could put it in reggae you could put it in blues you can put it just make a pop song out of it but i had been listening to quadrophenia so i was like ooh, let's make believe we're the who <laughs> you know? yeah so, yeah was, which... so, so... no go ahead go ahead no, I'm, that's it. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say it's a perfect it's a perfect lead in to to the new to the new music. You know, three new songs, three new videos, each of them with their own flavor. And and I guess so. Let's start with New World in Sight. Um, it's uh, you, you know, you hear the the Who influence. Mo I heard it mostly at the end with those uh, that yeah, the end. interesting keyboard yeah. part. Um, very uh, very reminiscent, which I really enjoyed. Actually, actually, that was guitar. That's guitar. Oh, it's guitar, really. I did it with the guitar. I think Townsend did it with the uh, he did it with the uh, the synthesizer. I did it with the with the uh, the guitar. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, well, yeah. And the neat the neat thing about that song was, you know, we had the verses, but we didn't have that middle section. 
you know, and we didn't have the end. I mean, mm -hmm. the end would have been just like repeating something until you're done. But but my uh, engineer gave me the the tape of that, you know, the the working recording of it, and I put it into my computer, and I basically invented the middle like over New Year's a couple of years ago. Oh, you know? Yeah, so that's just me playing. You know, a, you know, all I had was a guitar. So you try and make it sound different, you know, and do cool things with the the one instrument you have in your hand. Right. You know, yeah. and and then when the end came around, you know, I had that who mentality. So I start doing the you know the the thing that you hear there at the end, which yeah. is very Bobo O'Reilly, exactly, you know, and we didn't yeah. do it all. The, I didn't do it all that long, right? So, so I don't think I broke any laws. No, and, um, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> but, you know, but it's, it's it's a nice little reference. I mean, they all yeah. everybody does it. Everybody yeah, does sure. It. And, and, and but it was really cool to to be able to hear that in such a clear way, like the influence. Um, so what I think is really interesting about this this th set of three singles and the videos is that each of them have their have a different flavor, right? So like the video for New World in Sight is, you know, maybe a bit more elaborate than the video for Little Bitty Critter. And the songs are, yeah. are, are pretty different. And Little Bitty Critter's like, you know, there, there's a story there and you can see there, you know, not to give it away because we want people to go see it. But, you know, the, the art of the video is much different. And then Shine Upon Everyone is is different from those, too. I And Ben, please, you know, tell, tell me if I'm wrong, but that one feels a little bit psychedelic in the visuals. Well, yeah, that yeah, totally. <laughs> but, but you know what? I mean, it's all. I mean, honestly, you know, unfortunately, it comes down to economy, right? I mean, you know, each one of those, you know, there's a different price tag on them and how how they came about. The uh, that particular one, the shine upon one, you know, that was probably the that well it was the least least budgeted one. I mean, I actually got somebody on Fiverr. Oh yeah, sure, sure, yeah. It. So I think the whole thing cost me $120, you know. Um, wow. But it seems like you you have to have a video these days. I mean, basically you have to give your music away. That's right. what, that's what yeah. it, you know, ultimately that's what it comes down to. Hey, here, take it. Oh, buy it. No, no, just take it for free. It's okay, you know. Yeah. It, I, I'm not sure how that actually works, but um uh, well, I do know how that actually works. It doesn't <laughs> work real well is what, right. what it comes down to. But 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 that guy, you know, he did yeah, it is. It's very it's very kind of psychedelic and that's why I chose him uh -huh. um, you know, for that. But the I mean the interesting story but behind the other ones, like a little bitty critter, that's my main artist. All the most like ninety nine percent of the art that you see on my videos and or not videos, but on my on my CDs and T shirts or whatever you see from us is from Bob Von Elk, um, and he did the images and put that video together. So that was a whole bunch of still video, still images, you know, that he just lined up for the video, you know, and that that's not inexpensive, you know, it, it, it's a pricey proposition and he's, uh, you know, he's got to feed his family too. So I have no qualms, you know, paying him for his time, but he can only do that so many times. Um, and then, then the new one, the new world in sight, you know, I found a kid on the internet, you know, this kid's in France. I've never met this kid. Wow. You know, I just liked what he was doing. I was, I was trying to contact one of the, uh, a Russian kid who did a previous video for me, who I also found online, who I'd never met, you know, and, uh, and he was unavailable. So I started just, you know, looking up, you know, videos, video snippets that I liked. And I landed on this wonderful kid in, you know, Remy. And um, I think he was in Paris at the time. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure where he is, but uh -huh. I might get to meet him in April. You know, so, I mean, so this, it's like working with somebody up the street, except easier. I mean, that's how, that's how easy it was to work with this kid. You know, yeah. I mean, nothing but good, good energy came out of him, you that's... know. And then he did this video, which is just beautiful. Yeah, Some it's very it, cool. You know, it's like being in the forest in the evening when those colors are just right, you know, to be able to capture that. I think it's just, you know, 
amazing. That's, yeah. that's art, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and they're really fun to watch and it, and the songs are great too. Like, let's not, let's not overlook that part. Like your contribution to that no, is, I know. is incredibly I know. key. Like the songs are great. So, um, for, if people were not familiar with their music, like this is the first time they've heard you and heard from you, what would you like if you had to point people in the direction of two or three songs that that really sort of encompass like who you are and who the band is? What would you want people huh. to listen to? I know it's a really well, hard question. I do know that. Yeah, I know. And we have like, you know, 12 albums now and all these digital singles. Um, you know, that's a lot of music. Yeah. I mean, we'll be on stage and John will call a tune that we haven't played in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah. I forgot that one. You know, I wrote it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, really, the gateway song is, um, you know, a frog named Sam, uh-huh. um, and that that video, you know, was done done by Bob again uh-huh. and his son Simon. And Simon had just come out of, um, you know, uh, a kind of animation class, and he needed a job, so he was the young kid at that time. Um, so they put that together. Um, so you can go online and see that a frog named Sam. You know that. That was sort of a game changer song, I think, not only for us, but for the for kindy in general. I mean, it ah. sort of proved you could do that. Cool. Um, and then Disney actually came out with a whole song that they sort of ripped me off on that one. Uh-oh. That's what I was told anyway, because it didn't. Ex- that's their song didn't exist before mine. And then when I think Sirius XM tried to play that song and everybody complained that it wasn't my song. Huh. You know, so I'm pleased to say they still play a Friday Game Sam to this day, and I thank them if they're listening. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, it really helps. Um, you know, so there's that song. Um, another song that I would say is is quintessential BRNF is a song called Sally Salamander. Okay. And you can hear that song on our website on the gallery page, I think. Uh, and these guys, oh gosh, um, I forget their names, but they did a they sort of did a a, a video storybook to it. Oh, cool. So there's it's almost like a video. Uh, it's almost like a book. It is. I mean, the, the song goes and then they show this beautifully, um, you know, um, done pages with the words on it. And then as the song moves along, the pages turn. And you can see that on our website, uh, benrudnick.com. I think it's on the, the gallery page. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's on the video page. So those those two songs really kind of, you know, the quintessential BRNF. And A Friday Named Sam is very... It is very psychedelic. I mean, it's sort of, I took it out of a, I mean, I took the vibe out of a Grateful Dead jam, right? And <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's sort of the vibe. I, it's like drop into the middle of a Grateful Dead jam <laughs> and, and put a song there and don't leave, you know? But but but, but for that song, I mean, really the, the impetus for that song came about from, uh, I don't know if you know Mark Knopfler at all. I do, yeah. A song called, yeah, I just love Knopfler. What a guy. Yeah, he, just, he had a song called a Punish the Monkey. Okay. Remember that one? I don't know that one. But okay. Check that. That's a great Nasa tune. Uh, you know, a little, little uh, in the, you know, deep cut. But um, what a great song! It was on the album "Kill to Get Crimson," and okay. uh, you know, so I was on my bike riding along, going, "Geez, it'd be fun to take you know some semblance of that beat." with that vibe and turn it into a song for me, you know? Yeah. So I came up with a frog you know? <laughs> and, the, and of course it changed drastically, but that thing, there is a line, you know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. gotta get your ideas. So anyway, those, those are the two songs I was, and then just, you know, um, macaroni just, and cheese is a good one. Yeah. Uh, the new one. 
the, on uh, on the on the new soundtrack to the we redid it for the soundtrack and we sort of came up with a disco beat to it oh, <laughs> which cool. is really fun it's like disco meets bluegrass ah. you know and that's a neat thing about all this music it's like you know it's all sort of the same after a while you know maybe it's like a half a beat off or a quarter of a beat off but yeah. ultimately it's the same stuff you know yeah. so it really becomes how how do you want to frame it you know right right uh so another another i i i want to just get your uh get your take on something that I think is a pretty, pretty cool thing that you all are known as. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about the Grateful Dead and sort of around the idea of like what you grew up listening to and your band is known for uh, being really, I would say above average musically and, and are like sort of like the Grateful Dead for kids music. And I, I, what does that mean to you? Like, how does that come out in the live show setting for, for you and friends? Oh, well, I'll tell you the live show setting, we've got two Bose PAs, <laughs> two, <laughs> one, uh-huh. which means that they're super crisp. You know, our sound is, is as good as we can make it, you know, with, you know, our level of, of what we got. And, and we run it through a Mackie board, you know, a, a digital board. It's an iPad. And it sounds good, you know, it just sounds good, you know, with the three harmonies and stuff like that. I mean, you know, so we can hear, so we, we're reacting to what we're doing. We're listening. I mean, we take the mindset, you know, of a jam band, you know, uh-huh. specifically the dead, because um, we, we really can't go, but we can't go off on like these 10 minute jams, you know, <laughs> but we can launch, we launch into Big River on a regular base, basis, you know, yeah. their version of the Johnny Cash tune. And that's like a thing, you know, so, I mean, John's a killer musician. Chris is like, and the kid's getting his doctorate, you know, in theory, yeah. and he's John's son playing bass. I mean, this kid, he's one of the best musicians I've ever had the pleasure of playing with. And, you know, and then Jared has been our drummer since 2002. So like the dead, when you or any of these bands where you have all those years of playing and understanding of each other and, you know, unspoken agreements, you can really push the envelope. Right, know? right. And it's fun. And, and you know, in the height of the summer, when we've been playing for, you know, a couple of months straight, you know, almost three, four, five times a week sometimes, you know, and we're tight on all those songs. We just go from one song to the next, you know, yeah. we're just and seeing how much we can push it. And it's really fun. And we and we get to read the audience. So it's not like us, you know, ordaining what's going to be played. We're really paying attention, you know, and the kids or we'll take requests. But really, we're watching to see how they're reacting to any given thing that we're doing. And we change on a dime, you know, yeah. and, and it's fun. You know, so we don't go out there with the set list that we played all week. You know, we go out there. What are we going to do now? Yeah. And and that's just the kind, you know, that's our perspective. It it's a perspective. It's not the only perspective, but that's how that's how we look at it. And sure. boy is that a hoot, you know, when you got guys who can really play. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. <laughs> right, know? right. People Raw. people who can play and who can adjust sort of on that on a dime, like you said, I think that's a really uh that's a special and unique thing, you know, and it, and it takes a band who's been playing together for a long time and has a lot of trust in each other oh, yeah. and, and is and but above all else is like just really enjoying it like that's oh yeah really what, Plus we're what a makes force. a difference yeah i mean right. we're, a, we're a force we can create some momentum you know yeah. just the four of us and on my acoustic guitar i mean i've picked up the electric a little bit this summer just because i want to you know i'm like yeah. i have a band i should be able to play electric if i want you know yeah, yeah. so i've been doing that some but even with my acoustic i have a pedal board you know so i can add some color you know some chorus or some i have like the envelope filter that jerry yeah. was famous for. Uh-huh. 
you know? oh. so, 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 so I mix all these sounds in and Chris, our bass player, he has a pedal board, you know, and he's, I don't know what he's doing half the time, but he's always got it under control, you know, and John's sitting there with his mandolin and chunking away, you know, yeah, yeah. shredding when need be. I mean, it, it really is, it really is fun. Yeah. And that's kind of why, you know, I do all this stuff because Absolutely. it's so much fun to stand there with a guitar on a perfect summer afternoon, you know, or evening, there's really nothing like it. There is. You know? That's very true. Very true. So, all right. Well, Ben, how can we, how can we keep up with you? How can we find you? How can we follow you? Social media, website, et cetera. What, what are the best places to, to keep oh, up? Geez, just call anytime. But, but then there's the, uh, there's the website, you know, benrudnick.com, B-E-N-R-U-D-N-I-C-K.com. Uh, there is a Facebook page. I, you know, I put stuff on there. I'm not what you call an avid social media person, um, but we do have also have. Um, well, there's a Twitter account that's connected to the Facebook thing. I think there's 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 a we do sit, still send out emails in the old-fashioned way, you know, and you can sign up for our email list on um, on our website. Uh -huh. uh, what else can you do? And Instagram. I just I just sort of embraced Instagram like a week ago. Yeah. So there is some stuff up there, and I expect there'll be more. But ultimately, honestly, geez, it's tough because you know once you start getting into that, you, you know, you sort of have have to have this like constant, continual, you know, outflow of information and cool things and news and hey, look what we're doing. And that's just not really who I am. You know, I'm more right. of like, geez, I get to use this time to practice some new tunes, you know. Right. So and one of the other things we're doing is we have a hot tuna cover band. Oh. You know, so I take I take lessons from Yorma Kalkinen, you know, wow. and uh, oh, it's the coolest. So I go out to his ranch, the Fur Peace Ranch in Ohio. I'm going out next week. So I spend a lot of time, you Boy, know, in yeah. this whole other alter ego, you know, trying to learn this whole other style of music. And we go out and we play it now. Yeah. You know? So Fun. what would you rather do? Post to Instagram or sit and learn some hot tuna tunes? You know? Well, that's an easy answer. <laughs> Have you read? Exactly. Did you read his book? He just put out a book. Oh, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's great. He's cool. just such a human being. It's it's wonderful. You know, that's excellent. Excellent. Cool. All right, Ben. Well, it was really cool to talk to you and hear all about what you're doing and, and the reason behind it and why you love it. And I can't thank you enough for your time today. Mike, thank you for considering even talking to me. I appreciate it more right. than you can t more than you know. Oh. So have a good day, man. All right, take care. And that's Ben Rudnick. Did I love that? Check. Does he make great music? Check. Will your family love it? Check. Check Ben Rudnick out. Of course, there's a link to his website on my website, goodstuffpod.com. Thank you so much for listening. Again, all the past episodes, goodstuffpod.com. Drop me a line. What should I do for the 200th episode? Truly, what should I do? Mike at goodstuffpod.com. Thank you for listening. Here is A Frog Named Sam by Ben Rudnick.
Sam took his quarter and left the water. Sam, Sam, a frog named Sam, he didn't like the water. He left for the city with his quarter. Stuff. 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 